to Equity For Real, the realest podcast talking to the realest people in the cannabis industry. Today, we have special guests from Equity Brand called James Henry SF. Listen as they share their experiences with you of the highs and the lows of operating a craft micro business in Oakland, California. Can everyone hear me clearly? Yes. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Luanda, thank you so much for having us on the show. Uh, thank you to all the listeners. My name is James Victor. I am one of the co-founders and CEO of James Henry SF. We are a cannabis brand based outside of Oakland. Uh, the premise of our company was to focus on opioid alternatives and opioid alternatives uh, using only cannabinoid compounds. And we also focus on social justice issues. And I'm going to pass the mic to John. Hi, everyone. My name is John Austin, and I am the Henry and James Henry SF. And I got into the cannabis industry um, after a breast cancer scare with my mother. I didn't want her to go through chemotherapy or any of those um, harsh treatments that I had seen other people go through. And at the time, the news was having a lot of emphasis and focus on cannabis from a health perspective, how it was causing cell apoptosis and basically killing tumor cells, cancer cells, and creating all of these different positive effects and impacts on the body, which was something I had never heard before, um, probably prior to 2015, 2016. And I have to admit that as a person of color in the industry, I was quite shocked to find that one, there weren't that many businesses around um, at the time, and it's still kind of the case today. But also, it really fueled my passion and my commitment to wanting to make sure that the knowledge and the experiences that I had from my corporate careers and from my military career um, were utilized in this industry to uplift it as well as, um, you know, be a really good entrepreneur for my community. So with that, James and I um, created James Henry SF as a cannabis lifestyle brand, focusing on responsible consumption, um, education, and ultimately opioid alternatives um, for consumers everywhere. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And so it's refreshing to hear that basically you got into the industry for a social cause and to and because you knew the medicinal benefits of um, to help your own family member. And so th- those are all the right reasons that uh, we, you know, applaud you for getting into the cannabis industry. And so I want to um, hear more about the business and what major milestones have you accomplished up to this point? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, James Henry, you know, I will admit the accomplishment of just launching a cannabis brand in the California economy um, was an accomplishment in itself. But I think for James Henry, some of the things that we're most proud about is that we are a licensed equity operator in Oakland. Um, We've had our facilities since about 2018, early in the year. We appreciate the city of Oakland for uh, the licensing assistance and support that they had for our 
for, for, for our license and for our businesses in the town. And I will honestly say that it's just been major milestones for us to work with companies as large as Ease. Um, our, our products are primarily available on Ease.com. And we were momentum recipients, the first um, round of momentum recipients from Ease, which was another major milestone accomplishment. And I will say that we have launched three proprietary formulations that we're very proud of. Uh, we formulated those with the Knox Docs, which we're very, very happy about. All three of the formulations have been met really well from consumers. Um, the vape products are still in demand as a result. And we have our flower and our pre-rolls out on the market right now, which were two new products that we launched um, in 2020. So it's great just to be a growing lifestyle brand um, with some differentiators and still being in operation even today. Um, our industry in California, especially in the Bay Area, has gone through challenges before and we're most proud of our resilience um, as a craft brand, not having the large support and that some of the other companies have had, but they don't have as much traction as a James Henry. And it's not just because we're a social equity operator or a brand, it's because James and I really put a lot of hard work into making sure that we had a brand that was uh, beautiful, that was backed by science and, and, and medical expertise, and also achieving a brand that is nationally recognized. Um, I believe James was traveling to New York a couple of weeks ago and even saw somebody walking around the airport with a James Henry mask on <laughs> the uh, infamous artwork that James created for the brand. So those are just a few things. James, if I missed anything, please jump in. Oh, 100%. You know, one of the things, in addition to everything that John basically stated, is that one of the things we wanted to do is really change the negative stigma associated with cannabis. And I think one of the biggest things for us in regards to business is that the reason why the negative stigma exists is because of the lack of education or the lack of knowledge. Most people, when, it, when they think of cannabis, they associate one factor of it, and that's THC. Totally forgetting about all of the other cannabinoids and all of the other terpenes and all of the other flavonoids that, um, that this plant uh, consists of. So we wanted to create a very simple bridge that bridge that gap in a very simple manner so that people can come in, immediately look at the brand, and they can navigate through the cannabis space. Because let's be honest, if you go into a cannabis dispensary and you're not well-versed in cannabis or the science behind cannabis, so many things are thrown at you, you don't even know where to start or what kind of questions to start um, asking uh, in order to get exactly what you're looking for. So what we did is we tailored the brand where we would give you something for all aspects of the day. We created a section for uh, our daytime focus, which is what we would recommend to people for during the day if you have a large task at hand or you just have a busy workload and you're not necessarily looking to be euphoric, but you're looking to get the edge off. That's where we would classify a majority of those products. Now, once you're done being a responsible adult, you want to jump directly into our evening social, 
which is another category, which would be more energetic, which would be more socializing, which would be more upbeat if you're trying to go to the gym and you want to be more alert and just chatty catty, if you will. And then from there, you want to transfer directly into our weekend retreat, which will always be our relaxing, always be if you're looking to crash on the couch and watch a movie, uh, if you're looking, if you're having any issues with sleep and you're looking for something to get you that state of mind. Uh, so this is how we classify because those are the three things that you find primarily that people are having issues with. It's usually anxiety, it's usually um, um, energy, and as well as sleep. So we created, those are our three trifectas you will find no matter what it is that you find in the James Henry products. You will always find it within those three trifectas. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing that. And just so that the audience um, knows, that you know james henry sf is one of the top brands period in my mind but also definitely one of the top equity brands um in the state of california and they are speak everywhere all over the country you know really advocating really um standing proud and standing strong about what social equity has done for um, not just their business, but their ability to be able to hire people and just establish this business rooted in uh, in Oakland, California. So this is a open made company and it, and they've made it. They actually made it um, through all of the all of the things through the vape crisis, through um, so many different challenges. But, you know, I want to take I want to pivot for a moment and talk about some of the recent things that have happened uh, that has impacted your business. Can you, um, you've recently, unfortunately, been a victim of the, the these organized burglary um, things that have been specifically targeting cannabis companies in the, especially in the Bay Area. Um, can you tell me um, more about, um, what ha- about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead, John. You take it. Well, I was just going to start by saying that it's very disheartening what's going on um, and what has been happening in Oakland and across the state and the coast as well. Um, you know, what we're dealing with is very, very organized crime that targeted green zone areas where cannabis businesses are located, including our own facility. And we were directly impacted uh, by those events the week prior to Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. And for us, it's very disheartening um, because as a small and craft operator, it's very difficult for us um, to recover from losing, you know, 100% of our inventory. It's very difficult for us as a craft operator, as a social equity operator to recover from the safe that was dragged out of our facility with all of our tax money in it, all of our cash revenue from sales in it. It's been very challenging, of course, to try to figure out all of the ways to reinforce and strengthen our physical security in our facility so that our team members can feel safe 
so that we can feel safe. Our neighbor across the hall was even followed home from the office and he was robbed at gunpoint, right in Oakland. I cringed when we saw the ring video um, that he sent us about this incident. So specifically for us as a craft operator, what that means is that our team doesn't feel safe at our office anymore. So it's difficult and it has been difficult to get work done, to get products out to the market as fast as we want to. It's been challenging for us to reinforce the physical security on our own. It's been challenging just hearing about all of the other operators that were robbed, that were negatively impacted with loss of life and injuries on both sides, both from operators and robbers. I think one of the most disheartening stories that I heard about one of the individuals um, that was shot in the process of um, breaking into one of these facilities is that she was a young girl. And she mm. was the young girl of Asian descent. And, you know, I think that Nina Park said it the best, you know, we're losing youth and we're losing the fight on all sides due to this type of activity. And a lot of balls were dropped, um, you know, for this type of thing to happen. For one, you know, it's no secret that cannabis businesses carry a lot of cash because of the taxes involved. It's no secret that the green zone areas are, are, are marked uh, by the licensing process. And these are individuals that have, and it's been quite, it's been quite unfortunate for James Henry, but we know that it could be worse. Um, and our heart goes out to our colleagues as well. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, just listening to what you described, it sounds well, it sounds traumatic. I mean, our, it's already difficult to um, operate a uh, legal, compliant cannabis business um, in general, and then to have then to be targeted um, in such a way that basically has stripped everything that you've been working on right from beneath your feet is um is is devastating and so what um what was the response from uh the police department um when you contacted them or 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 when they were contacted about this like you know what was their response and had they found the people responsible james i'll go ahead and let you kind of shed some light on that 100%. You know, so that, you know, aside from the fact that as heartbreaking as this whole thing has been, and I mean, it's, it's not necessarily just a robbery, but it's also just the momentum for cannabis altogether, right? When the police at 3 a.m., we got the call from our alarm company. The alarm company contacted the police department, and so did. And literally it took the police four and a half hours to show up mm. they, and keep in mind we were calling consistently from 3 a.m to 7 a.m we're up looking at these cameras looking at three different groups uh coming to coming to our space and just ransacking it taking whatever it is they can take when the police finally arrived 
they told our one of our uh, partners uh, literally to shoot back, to shoot, bare arms, sit there in front of the door, wait for that door to swing open, and shoot. And we're like, no, that that you know, you would never tell any other business that's how they should handle a situation. I think mm-hmm. because once people hear the word cannabis, they automatically right. have this 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 thought process of that, you know, oh this is street, oh this is drugs, or not having no no concept of the medicinal aspect of the plant, having no concept at the end of the day, this is a legitimate legal business and it needs to be respected the same way. I'll put it to you this way, Luanda. The the Louis Vuitton was robbed. Okay? Yes. Ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise was taken. Every person who was involved in that robbery has been apprehended, has been arrested, and that case is closed. Over 29 uh, cannabis businesses were robbed. Five million Mm. of lost assets and not one single arrest. Not one? Not one. I know know that there was a shootout, but no, they have absolutely not one arrest. And this is... They were barely even acknowledged. It was like, oh, it's out of our hands. We're under budget. And, I mean, that's not really a response. The fact that it, takes, it took you four hours to show up, and then when you did show up, your response to it was that, you know, we, we're short staff. Let's be quite frank. Eco Dispensary is a dispensary located on Broadway. It is a white-owned dispensary. And... They had a burglary in that same night, and they were responding to them for 20 minutes. Yes. In 20 you know, minutes. So, in 20 minutes. You know, and... So, so basically, it matters who... Clearly, it, it matters if, if you... Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot happening behind the scene for that response to take place so quickly um for one for one operator but then other operators they don't hear from anybody for four over four hours we probably don't have the funds as a craft operator to lobby Oakland police or you know do whatever it is that i assume that they were doing to even get that type of response but i know that when i pay big when i pay the alarm company i know that oakland gets cut i know that I know that as a business owner, as a small business owner and operator, regardless of cannabis, I know that there absolutely has to be a better response in time and a better response in solutions, not telling our 25-year-old team member, um, who, who James was speaking of earlier, 25, 26 years old. Yeah. Oh, just sitting here with a gun and shoot them because they'll definitely be back. Officer, that's... That's that. This isn't that type of establishment. That's that's the wild wild west. That's going back. And and the interesting thing is because with in California with the cannabis taxes, they've spent forty four point eight million. Um, according to Leafly, they spent forty four point eight million on police and fire departments in cities with dispensaries. So if the if so clearly they're getting the the, the police departments are getting revenue from tax revenue to support 
their department. So it would make sense to me that they would be a lot more responsive. Right. Because that a lot, a lot more responsive as well as compassionate for yeah what we're going that through. Part. Right. Like I just don't think that. They, and I and and I and I don't want to bash and I don't departments or anything like that, but you know to hear these multiple stories of individuals receiving one the same advice two and, and when i say receiving the same advice we've heard of other people that were told the exact same thing to you know i put a, a, a sniper on the roof and, and wait for them to show back up and, and these type of conversations right i'm pretty sure that these are not the conversations and why it's so disheartening for me i'm pretty sure these are not the conversations that you're having with the louis Vuitton that you're even having with a Ralph's or a safe right you know yeah so I want to know, like, why is it just because I'm a legal cannabis operator that this is the type of rhetoric or dialogue that we have to endure? It's like me walking up to the cops and say, oh, how many black people are you going to shoot out in cold blood today? <laughs> right. Uh, well, and, and, then, and then on top of that, you said you mentioned one thing you said that stood out was that in the safe that they drug out was some of the cash uh, cash for paying taxes for paying the cannabis taxes so what's so what um, is the expectation do you know you know what the expectation is of how that's going to be reconciled if it, if at all we're, we're responsible for that um, oh my gosh so we're, we're completely responsible so that's one of the, the we had a press conference uh, at City Hall in Oakland City Hall on Monday uh, to address that specifically. We're talking to a few people um, to talk to the CDTFA as well as the DCC and see if there's anything that could be done uh, for all of these businesses that are affected because, uh, I mean, if not, it's literally going to put <clears throat> a lot of these businesses out of business. So. We have to address these, the tax issue, whether it's a tax relief, uh, whether it's, you know, if, we, if, if this business can present police reports and show footage and things of that nature, the city should be willing to work uh, with these companies, especially if they have the history of paying the taxes. Yes. And also, and also the relief programs. Like, you know, for example, us being cannabis businesses, mm -hmm. uh, because it's still federally legal, we're not we're not eligible for a lot of these relief programs and small business relief and programs that have been established with tax dollars. We cannot apply for those programs, so it puts us in a really difficult situation between like a rock and a hard place. Yes, and so the ta so the taxes are still due, and the and the taxes are are increasing, and so. So. The cultivation tax is something that we pay on the flower itself, whether it's the full size buds that goes in jars or whether it's the shaker trim that sometimes gets utilized for um, concentrates productions and manufacturing. As they increase taxes, mm -hmm. cultivation tax specifically, we as business operators, we have to pass that on in the cost of the product which means that the wholesale cost is higher to the dispensary 
And then in return, the dispensary marks this product up, you know, sometimes to 2.5x, maybe even three in some cases. Yeah. And it's the consumer and the patients that unfortunately have to suffer through those tax increases. It makes it difficult for them to walk into a brick and mortar licensed dispensary or go online or on the phone and order from a licensed delivery service mm -hmm. where there are safe products that have been tested by the state that have gone through regulatory compliance as a safe and compliant product. And it leaves them no choice but to go back to exactly what the state and what we right. hope cannabis legalization would do. And that is to help prevent the illicit market from putting products that are unsafe into the market, from making it accessible mm -hmm. for agents and consumers in Oakland to actually purchase. But as it stands right now, because of the taxes, for the most part, it makes it hard for people to walk into those dispensaries and afford the products on the shelves. And so they're going right back to the illicit market to afford their medicine, to afford something. And guess what? What's that? Besides the mold, the maybe interrupted manufacturing processes that those products go through, they're not safe for the consumers. They cause long-term damage. And it's unfortunate, and the state have these positions knowing that we have a mission and we have a cause as an industry, even on the government and the political side, to prevent that type of activity. And what it does is it really makes some of us feel like this is just creating another criminalization mechanism. It's not like they don't know. They, they, they know this. They know that the taxes are um, a burden and that it's the reverse effect, which is why San Francisco suspended cannabis tax taxes until the end of next year to combat illegal marijuana sales. So this was their response to help the the cannabis retailers and the cannabis businesses it, to stay in business, number one, because cannabis is essential. And, and we need these businesses to continue to help us get access to safe cannabis, safe medicine. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like the audience to know? Well, first and foremost, Please support James Henry by ordering James Henry and other products from ease.com as well as the Embark Shops. Um, thank you for being a supporter. And we want the audience to know that is a, it is of utmost importance to us that we resolve these types of issues. Let your representatives know how difficult it is for you to walk inside of a dispensary and pay the exuberant amount of taxes that they're collecting on this product. And by all means, please check out Supernova Women mm -hmm. on Instagram and contribute to the Cannabis Equity Relief Fund, the SURF Fund, and help small operators and craft operators, social equity operators like ourselves to help receive funds to reinforce our physical security and also just improve our ability to protect ourselves um, because a lot of that is up to us. We'll support 
every local equity uh, businesses that exist. And if you know your dispensary, uh, definitely ask your dispensary if they have contacted local equity distro, uh, which is a black owned distribution uh, that focuses on primarily all equity brands in the Bay area, as well as uh, LA. So definitely make sure that you help and support all of these brands. These are mom and pop craft shops, and these are people who are putting their heart and their passion uh, into the plant and the medicinal essence of the plant, as well as the culture, and also fighting for social justice. So if you have a dispensary near you, whatever dispensary you go to, make sure that they are purchasing from local equities, which is all equity brand. Thank you so much for that. Yes, we all have a role to play and we and our dollars matter and our dollars uh, count. So make sure that you spend them with supporting equity brands. They're out there. And with that, I want to thank our speakers today for just sharing the information that we need to know so that we're informed, so that we know what we're fighting for, so that we know who, who we're fighting for. And I wish you all the best um, in getting your foot back on, on your feet back on the ground and continuing to move forward because we need you. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate your love and your support. Um, we appreciate everybody in Oakland and across the state that purchase our products and that are fans of James Henry. We've got some really amazing things coming, but right now we just got to recover from this and keep on yes. pushing out really great products for everybody. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Equity For Real, bringing you the realest stories by the realest people. Hopefully, you've walked away with a bit of encouragement to take the next step in your cannabis venture. This is LaWanda Knox signing off. See you next time. Peace.